0: He is back. He's back. Roosh is back. And Roosh is a writer, blogger, and a reform pickup artist. Roosh, you should pick up girls. <laughs> <laughs> and he at one time advised other guys how to become or how to be a pickup artist. Roosh, welcome back.
1: You know, and it's been about one year since I was last on, and a lot has changed since then.
0: I know. I heard. It's amazing how fast time goes by, right? Yeah. And so before I get to the change that has happened, at one time you were a pickup artist, and you were telling guys how to pick up girls. Why were you doing that then? I was a young man around 21, 22 and all
1: around me I saw beautiful people that I wanted to sleep with but I didn't know how. So I went on the on the internet, found these pickup communities and then I dedicated many years of my life to master this skill just to uh, meet a random girl, say some things and move things from the nightclub or the bar or the coffee shop to, to the bedroom. And then once I got good at it, then I started to teach other men how to do it, tens of thousands of other men to do the same same thing. And then all, all the while, I was getting more entrenched into this because I was getting the physical pleasure from the sex act, but also I was developing some kind of fame on the Internet I was earning an income from doing it, so money became entwined into it, too. So all these factors, all these worldly rewards I was getting kept me in the game for quite a long time, 18 years total.
0: Wow, 18 years. That's longer than most marriages last now. (laughs) So um, you didn't have a beard the last time you were here, right? I wasn't what? You wasn't wearing a beard. Oh, uh, yeah, the beard, I just
1: kind of get lazy to shave. This beard is only maybe a month's worth of growth. It's, you know, some people, some some men have genes just to grow out a beard. And who am I to say, no, I, I don't want this beard and to shave it off.
0: Wow. If that's what it looked like in a month, I, I, I can't imagine what six months is going to look like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Ruth, okay, m- maybe it's longer than a month but yeah it does grow f- faster for me you yeah.
0: that's amazing so you're walking down the road and you've done 18 years of picking up women and teaching others how to do it so you're walking down the road and did an apple fall on your head and you had a, a change of mind what happened
1: well, it uh started a few years ago when I started uh, when I was hitting a peak of the pleasure I could get from the sex act. It used to be say the first girl I took to bed provided such a rush. I felt like such a man. Yeah. But then towards the end I didn't get that boost anymore. It's kind of like, you know, if you've never had coffee, you drink one cup, you feel this energy. But as years go on, you're drinking four or five cups a day and you don't feel you don't feel anything. So Absolutely. that's kind of how it works. I got adapted to it and then I suffered a loss my uh, younger s- sister died she died of cancer and I didn't um really have anything to put this in pers- perspective why this happened to her I didn't none of the pickup stuff the travels I did could help me to understand to deal with this to deal with this grief and then once she died and I had this void in my life this void of meaning i learned that all these things i was doing to add meaning to my life wasn't doing that Uh, there was no way i could replace the meaning by going to the bar to pick up girls so that's when i kind of paused i stopped and then about a year after she did die i just felt this urge to pray this urge to just get on my knees and beg god to help me that i was lost i did not know what i was doing that all these worldly solutions i came up with Failed utterly, and then once I prayed, I remember the first time I prayed, I was just crying and crying. I was saying prayers I've downloaded from the from from the internet. I didn't even know what they meant at the time, but still, I felt this. Uh, I felt like the burden was being lifted. And since that first day I prayed, I believe I was given the gift of faith, and I've been walking with Christ since then.
0: That's an amazing story, man. I totally understand that. Uh, and so now you call yourself. And an American Orthodox Christian, Armenian,
1: Armenian Orthodox Christian. My mom, she's Armenian. And when I was around eight years old, she baptized me in an Armenian Orthodox church in Washington, D.C. So I just uh, but I was baptized. But that was it. I didn't go to church. I didn't know anything, didn't read the Bible, didn't understand it. Uh, so when I was given faith again just uh a little over 1 year 1 year ago I was basically a blank slate when it came to being a a a Christian. So I went back uh you know I read the scriptures daily, I go to church, so I I basically had to learn everything that a lot of people learn when they are young.
0: Amazing. Yeah, they have American Orthodox. What is an Orthodox Christian?
1: Well, there's three branches, I would say, of Christianity. You have the Protestants, the Catholics, and the Orthodox. So within the Orthodox Church, you have uh, the Russian Orthodox, Serbian Orthodox, Armenian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox. So I would say uh, they're you know they're more similar to the Catholics in terms of how they practice. So I would say the Catholics and the Orthodox are kind of s- similar, and then the Protestants they are kind of more off to the side in terms of how different it is. Uh, but it's just uh, we would like to think it's the old ways of doing things. Oh,
0: I see. Uh, yeah. So and- things
1: that things in the Orthodox Church do not get updated, do not get changed. There is no gay flags on an Orthodox Church.
0: <laughs> not yet, huh? Right. Um. And so you ban pickup artist speech on your forum now? Yeah. Uh, when, you know, I couldn't now provide
1: the platform for other men to teach each other how to sin it didn't make sense so uh, i just couldn't you know I'm, i'm not doing it if i think it's wrong why would i provide the venue for other men to do it it's kind of like a man who doesn't drink who thinks alcohol is bad opening a bar and serving drinks so this is what i had to do but I spent so many years cultivating men who wanted to participate in this sex act. So now I'm sure they were upset, like, Roosh, we look to you for (laughs) sex tips, for guidance, and now you're closing the door on us. But it's not me closing the door on them. It's closing the door on sin. But, um, you know, I hope that in time they can understand why I had to do that. (coughs) Excuse me.
0: How have they reacted to this change in you?
1: It depends. If a man was already a Christian, he was, of course, very happy on the path that I have come on. But if he was not, usually anger. Uh, I can't uh, express how angry people were. And not only if, uh, that, you know, a lot of people said, this is an act, I'm faking, I'm grifting, that <laughs> I'm going to renounce Christ in a year or two anyway, on and on. I mean, I still get these kinds of messages now. Um, but most, if you're not, you know, on the Christian path, you just see it as, uh, you know, Roosh is going to be a Joel Osteen. He's going to get a private jet. He that, that that's, that's what he wants. So, <laughs> but how do you convince them? I mean, there's right. nothing I can say. So I just have to endure that.
0: So, uh, did you pick up, I mean, did you receive more hate as a pickup artist or have you received more hatred or hate as a Christian?
1: I would say I received the same amount but from different people. When I was a pickup artist, most of the hate were from the feminists saying that I'm sexist, I'm a misogynist. Um, But now I'm receiving it from men who are participating in sex, sex outside of marriage. That's saying that I'm weak I failed as a pickup artist. I couldn't get a hot girl, a 10 out of a 10. So I gave up. I'm getting older. So really, the hate is the same. The absolute value of the hate is the same. It's just coming from different places now.
0: That's amazing. And so um, did you make more money as a pickup artist or as a Christian?
1: Well, when I started uh, Walking with Christ, I I stopped selling all of the pickup books. And these were the most— uh they they provided most of my of my income cuz as you know the phrase sex sell yeah sells i get sex you're going to sell a lot of a lot of books so um i stopped publishing those which were the were the my income i would say i probably earn less than 20% of what i used to so <laughs> the money is a little <laughs> bit tight but that is but that is fine, because as the Bible says, you know, what use um, is to accumulate all the wealth and the treasures here if you lose if you lose your soul. So I'm just trying to do what is right, even if it may provide some material dis- discomfort now.
0: Yes. And so the last time you were here, you talked about how you were struggling with sex, sexual urges. And now that you're a Christian, are you still struggling with the sexual urges?
1: Yeah, I'm still a healthy man, and so the sex thoughts come in. And when you're, you know, now the women they're competing with themselves to reveal their bodies. I can't. I mean, now it's a little bit better during the pan pandemic. You don't see people outside <laughs> as much, but women in the yoga pants and the weather gets warm, they show everything. So, I mean, if you're a, a man, these hits your eyeballs and you're going to uh, want to think of those kinds of things but for me it was mostly removing myself from where these urges are more intense usually it's in bars usually it's when i would be drinking alcohol so i had to stop that yeah but uh, if it comes anyway instead of what i used to do in the past was feed the thoughts yeah she's really sexy and try to you know make a fantasy in my mind about how she would be in bed and so on now i just pray i stop what i'm doing and pray and i keep praying until that urge is basically gone and in the in the orthodox church we have the jesus prayer it's very s- simple it's lord jesus christ son of god have mercy on me a s- sinner. So I would just repeat that until the urge goes away and I find that it greatly helps.
0: And so your advice now to young men who are struggling with the sexual urges that's what your advice for them to do or do you yeah. have other I, advice for them? I mean it's
1: m- mostly remove yourself from the things which create them. It may be going to the bar, the club, watching uh these, you know, x-rated videos online, the pornography is very big. I would stop that. And uh, you know if if you masturbate you're going to feed that further because in order to masturbate you have to create a movie in your mind of yeah. an act that isn't actually here So yeah. whether you watch it online or create it in your mind, it's still uh, pornography right so you have to stop all that and uh, once you stop all that it gets easier and easier it won't go away completely. Um, but it will definitely go down to the point where you're not going outside with your tongue hanging out of your mouth, you know, being basically enslaved to the yoga pants, right?
0: That's right. And so are you online talking about these things now, how to overcome and how to deal with this stuff?
1: Yeah. So if you look at my blog now, you can go to it rooshv.com. You see the articles I have is way different than what it used to be. Instead of it's uh, instead of how to pick up girls, it's Basically, not how not how how not to feed your lust, you know, and the things I do to get closer to God and so on. So it's basically completely changed. And I've lost a lot of my old audience, uh, but I've also gained new people who maybe didn't like me in the past, but now uh, more approve of what I'm doing today.
0: So a number of followers have gone
1: now. You know, I would say it hasn't gone down as much as I, as I thought um, on my forum, which was mostly about girls and game that has come, that has come down, but in other places like YouTube and Twitter, it really, I can't tell that it has gone, it has gone down because it turns out that in the past I thought, oh, no one follows God. This is, we you know, we, we are beyond God now. Now we can make our own meaning. We are our own gods. And I <laughs> thought everyone was like me. But this. But then when I've gotten deeper in the Christian path, I can see that there are Christians everywhere. And they have re- resisted temptation in the way that I have not. So they are there. yeah. And uh, you just have to, I mean, but you're not going to see them if you don't follow christ in that way
0: yes you have been called and uh, in some cases you still call a white radical or far right radical how are you dealing with that i
1: mean i don't know
0: why i'm technically not
1: white my parents are from the <laughs> middle east uh but i do see the harm in say flooding the u.s with the third world of uh you know i don't think that's a good idea i think our immigration policies have to be more sound. But really what the media does, I mean, they create a label such as alt-right, then spend years and thousands of articles making that label something bad associated with Hitler yeah. or the or the Nazis. And then when they identify someone they don't like they basically group them into the label that they've spent so much time proving to everyone that is a bad thing so really okay if i don't like you you're the alt-right or if i don't like you you are the nazi you know these are terms that we know are going to trigger an emotional response in people to get them to hate you without actually having to see any evidence why
0: that's amazing you're absolutely right and does it affect you at all Do you, does it make you uncomfortable when you're out and about or are you afraid of any type of retaliation as as a result of being labeled a white radical or far right radical
1: i mean i think if you've been a public figure for as long as i have you started to develop ways to cope you know ways to deal with someone googles you on the on on uh, someone googles your name they they're, they're going to see a lot of lies and bad things It's this i guess a cross that you have to bear at some yes. point because because i mean if you're spreading the truth then satan is going to be very angry right so he's going to yeah. get he's going to get people to levy false accusations against you to insult you to really try to tear you down to shake you up so yes. i see and Besides the way I lived in the past, I can say that I kind of des- I deserve some of this hate in a way. At least it's going to keep my pride low. But it's just something that you have to deal with. I mean, no one who has spread the truth has done it easily. It's very difficult, especially when with the world getting as evil as it is now.
0: Roosh, that is deep. You're absolutely right, man. I noticed that for me, when people lie on me, they make up stuff. they so-called friends turn on me, it it humbles me. It makes me better because I think, who am I that I shouldn't have to suffer like this? Christ did it. Who am I that I shouldn't? But I notice that every time I accept that without resenting the people, I become wiser. It's like wisdom comes from it. When you're willing to endure even a lying and a deceit and the, uh, and the people who are trying to destroy you as a result of doing the right thing and being right.
1: You're absolutely yeah, right. And on the opposite end, if people compliment you, you have to I- ignore that. If That's right. Say, you have to ignore compliments because these are the things that feed your pride, that think you're special, yes. think you're a somebody, you know, think that God loves you more than other people. You have to, So I ignore the compliments. I let the hate hurt me. And that has actually kept me on the right path because in the past I would just – look at the compliments and think, yeah, Roosh, you are great. You're changing lives (laughs) and look how special you are and you're so skilled and smart and look where that has got me. That would have gotten me condemned totally.
0: Yeah. Well, I, i you know, I've been doing this for 30 years and I really, I have learned to treat the praise as same as I do the criticism. I just hear it and let it pass. I don't get puffed up with either one because I know that, If it wasn't for my creator, it wasn't for the father that's in me, I wouldn't be probably wouldn't be alive, but I definitely wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And so I I treat the praise and the criticism the same because I realize that they're both imposters It's a setup. So I just let it pass. Yeah, one thing that uh,
1: in the Orthodox Church that what the Church Fathers teaches that the worst sin is pride. Yeah, because all other sins stem from stem from pride. The moment you think you got it figured out and that you're special. Uh, and that, you know, you are, that people should follow you and listen to you and you're better looking than other people smarter. That's when the problem comes. That's when you start living your life as if you are your own God, that you
0: don't need anyone else. You don't need God even. And that's right. how I live. That's amazing. And so you, there are headlines out there that I'm running out of time, but there are headlines out there that attack you as pro, a pro rape person. Yeah. Um, have you gotten any meanness from people about those headlights? You know, one
1: thing I find that if someone is a Christian, they understand that before you find Christ, you probably did some bad, bad things. Uh, Everybody so they, did in that fallen state. No one is perfect. Right. If you look at the at the left, if you make one tweet that's bad, they want to destroy your life. <laughs> I mean, there is no, forgive, yeah. no forgiveness. Yeah. But the pro-rape thing—that was a lie, totally. But uh, yeah, I mean, people—they want if they want to hate you, they're gonna find a reason to. And some people are filled with hate, the opposite of love. They just want to hate, hate, hate because they hate themselves. So when they want, so when they're hating you, that's a projection of how they feel about themselves. So Absolutely. I can't change people's minds. You know, there's always until I die, there's always going to be a percentage of the world that just hates me. And I think if I'm doing a good job, that percentage would go would go up, actually. Um, But if you're at a if you're at a point where no one hates you, no one is lying about you, then maybe you're of of the of the world doing what the world wants you to do, going along with the trends and the political ideas of the of the day.
0: So this is manhood hour. Um, What do you recommend? Uh, How can men move forward in a culture that keep demonizing them. Mm. Well, I
1: I think they can on their own. Um, yes, the everyone on the media is saying that masculinity is bad and that men should uh, drink soy. I don't know if you saw the news news article where they're now injecting men with estrogen hormone to reduce the chances of them getting Corona virus. I don't know if you've seen that. No, so they're, I had not.
0: Literally,
1: they're literally making men into girls and you know what they're doing to uh, kids. They're, they're injecting boys with puberty, blocking hormones. Yeah. I heard uh, that. So you have that, but if you think that you're going to do it on, on your own, it's not going to work. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, unless you're serving, the will of God to spread the truth out there, you're not going to get much help, and it's probably going to destroy you in the end. So the first thing, I think you need God in your life, number one, and if you're a man, an average man who lives in the West, who is bombarded with porno every single day, whether in real life or not. You need a way to deal with your lust. I think those that would be the key thing. Because if you're enslaved to your lust, to your passions, how are you going to even think clearly? Yeah. Now I look, I mean, for most of my life, I had the mentality of a dog. I just couldn't think clearly. When you have lust on your mind, yeah, you may think you're thinking clearly, but you're not. Your whole life is framed around the woman's body. And you can't get anything done that way. And whatever you get done is probably going to be tainted anyway. So I think men have to get closer to God f- first. Ask yeah. Him what you know He wants them to do, and f- and definitely address your lust. Stop watching porn. Stop masturbating. I would say those are the two things.
0: That's amazing. And so uh, you don't smoke pot or drink or anything now. No, I stop. I stopped alcohol. I
1: don't smoke pop because I don't think alcohol is bad by itself. But if you're not able to moderate it, you should definitely stop. And I I find that when I drink, now I can't control my thoughts like I used to. A bunch of yes. filth just floods my mind. So Yes, I don't, yeah.
0: that's amazing. And so, Roosh, um, what um um. So are men playing a role in a are, are they living up to these this uh category that they're being put in as being molesters and rapists and and addicts and no good? Are they living that way and or is there something men need to do? And I know and I, you're right about returning to the Father, but is there something they need to do to take back their lives so they don't live that way, don't be chasing women in that way, do it the right way? Are they living the role that they're being accused of? It seems to me that men uh, who are not close to God
1: in their lives elevate the woman as the God. Yes. So now— it feels like so many men think that their lives are not worth living unless they have a woman, unless yeah. they have s- sex. So when in your mind you put woman on this pedestal that's very high, then, I mean, what kind – how are – you're going to basically do anything the woman says for a chance at companionship, intimacy. Yeah. So for me, it's unless you can say to yourself, if God wants me to be single and alone and s- celibate for the rest of my life. Life, unless you can accept that, you're basically opening the door for a woman or many of them to enslave you. Yes. So how, but how can we? We can't tell that to men unless their faith in God is strong. Because most men, if you tell them now, you cannot masturbate or have sex, uh, you know, unless you get married. Uh, a lot of them would say you're crazy. Impossible. No way. Huh. Because they've put woman as the false as the false God.
0: So basically what yeah. you have in the modern world is a bunch of Adams following Eve. Yes. That's deep. Men don't know though. Most men don't realize that they are made the woman their God. And that's why when they're inter- when they're dating and the woman leaves or if she gets mad or whatever, they try hard to please that woman because that's their God, or when she's gone, they feel empty and lost. And when you have millions and millions and
1: millions of men who've elevated women as a false God, well, you get the society that we have now, where yeah. they, they, they have these sites, uh, one of them is called OnlyFans, where men pay $10 a month. Just to view nude selfies of some random girl. And these girls are making three, five, ten thousand dollars a month. And it's just mind mind boggling that these men are so desperate for some kind of false connection that they're willing to just
0: throw away their dignity totally of yeah. just being a man. Yeah, That's amazing, man. Last question I think, how are you dealing with this whole Chinese virus situation? I think it's a big scam
1: i think yes this virus kills people it's worse than the the flu but those who rule over us are using this as an excuse as a power grab to really kind of control us to tighten the leash so you had a dog that had a radio collar and then when it went over the fence it would get zapped but as long as it didn't go over the fence he didn't think that he was being constrained in in any kind of way that's how we were so unless you go outside of the yard (laughs) then the media would come then you get fired from your job but now they're taking that collar out and putting a putting a chain on us yeah so we want you to know that you're not allowed to do this this and that and we're going to get that mandatory vaccine inject you with it, and who knows what side effects that is going to have. So why I think we have to take prudent measures, I mean, don't cough on people, don't, you know, uh, willingly infect other people, I think they're using this as an excuse
0: to limit our freedoms now. That's an amazing—I love that analogy. It's so true. Um, by the way, folks, we're opening D-Live on Treasure Chest right now, 8.30 a.m. D-Live! Treasure chest is open on D Live. Um, in closing, I, last time you came, I couldn't. I didn't even attempt to pronounce your first name, your first and last name. Can you do that for me? So my r-
1: my real name, my dad is Persian. It's Daryush Balyzadeh, but my nickname is Roush. So Roosh. <laughs> Police well, idea. No one can get that right. So.
0: Well, we're gonna have to get you a white dad in America and with a name like uh, John Lewis or something. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Roosh, tell the people how to get to your site, man. You're amazing. I really enjoy talking you. to you. Uh, yeah, I I have a
1: blog where you can see all my newest articles. RooshV.com, and I have a YouTube channel. I do streams every other Saturday. You can just search on YouTube for R O O S H.
0: What state are you in?
1: I am in the Washington, D.C. area. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So this is where I was born and raised, and I left traveling the world to pursue women. I lived in Europe for about eight years. And then once I hit a dead end with that, I was like, there's no place like. home, even though home is kind of rough now. Uh, you know, Washington, <laughs> D.C., it's not a good place. But, uh, oh, so goodness. I come back and I'm close to my mom and dad. So, Do you have any children? No, no. So it turns out that wasting nearly two decades of your life chasing after girls will have a consequence uh, when you want to settle down. So. Uh, unfortunately, now even the churches are completely empty. So I'm meeting no woman, no prospects, <laughs> nothing, zero. And, you know, if you told me this 10 years ago that i will be 40 years old and no women, I'd be in a kind of panic. I'd be <laughs> freaking out. But yeah. when you have God in your life, you know that if you're serving his will, he will give you what you need. So if it happens, it uh, happens. But I'm going to leave it up to God instead of me traveling around the world talking to a million women.
0: That's right. I know a lot of men who they want to return to the Father. They want to come back to God, but they still worry if they're going to have a woman. Like, does this? Will I ever get a woman? Will I ever get a wife? They still worry about the wife rather than uh, seeking the kingdom of God in His right way, and not realizing that whatever is meant to be for them will happen, and it will happen in the right way at the right time. They still concerned about having a woman. It's so amazing.
1: Yeah, because they're still putting the woman above uh, above God. Yeah. Some other men put the money above God. You have to put yeah. God first. It's, it's in the Bible, seek the kingdom of heaven first. God is first. If you put God first, you're not going to worry. A right. lot of people, it's like their faith. They just need a little bit of a push, but God has to be first. And since I've done that, I don't feel like, oh, I need a woman. I need money. I need this. Yeah. I need that.
0: That's amazing. One last time, your website or your blog is what? It's rooshv.com. Well, man, I'm glad you have crossed the border back into heaven. God bless you, man. I wish you well, Roosh. Thank Ruth. you very much. Okay. okay. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Amazing. Isn't it like amazing? You can overcome anything, folks. You really, really can. You just have to return to the Father. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe and share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.